everyone, and welcome to our second featured craftsman interview here on the Arbor Vitae podcast, promoting virtue in woodworking. I'm Jonathan Conrad. Our mission is to explore how different virtues influence the way we live and work in the shop, how virtues contribute to the fruitfulness of our labor, and how to highlight those who are making significant contributions to this great woodworking community. In just a few moments, I'll take you to Adam's interview with Father Thomas from Monk Works. It is always a pleasure speaking to other woodworkers in this great community because everyone we meet brings a unique perspective to the discussion of virtue in the shop. We also want to thank all of our listeners who continue to make this journey so fulfilling for us. And thank you, Father Thomas, for giving us your time and your wisdom. And please forgive us as we are still new to this podcasting thing and we had a few technical glitches during the interview, but hopefully it's not too disruptive. So without further ado, I give you Adam and Father Thomas. Stay virtuous. Okay, I'm here with um, Father Thomas of Monkworks. Uh, Father, I want to thank you for um, meeting with us and uh, giving a little bit of information to our viewers. Um, I hope you're doing well today. Definitely am. Thank you for having me. Sure, sure. Um, so for th- our viewers who um, may not know you already, would you mind giving a little introduction of yourself and your woodworking? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Father Thomas Bailey. Um, I'm a, a Benedictine monk um, from Marmion Abbey, which is uh, actually up near the Chicago area. Uh, but I'm on assignment um, at Conception Seminary College, where I also have a, a small parish in Kansas City that I take care of. Um, and just basically one of the things I do in my spare time, uh, which I don't always have a lot of it, of course, uh, <laughs> is to do some woodworking. Um, and so uh, I think about three years ago, go or so uh, some of the things um, and kind of sharing that with with different people so that's kind of monk works and uh, it's a little bit about myself awesome um and so it just started as like a a hobby and a a way of um you know sharing your woodworking with other people or did did you have any other goals for monk works well i think one of my goals with it uh it is when at least when i got started it very much was a hobby uh because what i do is primarily intellectual and so it's kind of nice to to be able to do something with your hands uh but at the same time i think there's this uh i think there's this element of just kind of being able to share beauty i think in the end is is kind of one of the important parts uh because i think you know beauty is a is a universal concept mm-hmm. um and it's one of those ways then that through beauty we can get to know god a little bit and so i do hope in some of the things that i do though not all of my woodworking is is necessarily religiously based there are some things that i do that are okay. um and so i do like to kind of share a little bit of, of what it is that i believe in and who it is that i am and i think i think by that uh uh well, just kind of being able to present that to others and, and see what happens. Sure. Awesome. That It, it sounds very similar to um, the Arbor Vitae podcast because Jonathan and I are both Catholic. Uh, you know, we're both practicing mm-hmm. Catholics, but we wanted the, the sort of concept of the podcast to be applicable to all woodworkers, um, not just those who are, are Catholic or even Christian or practicing any faith, um, because virtue is universal. And so, you right. know, we want to, to show that. Um, and so to that end, um, how does virtue influence your work? Um, either your woodworking or, you know, how do you, how are you find ways to work virtuously? Uh, well, I think, 
Um, I think ultimately a lot of that has to do with 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 honesty, um, mm -hmm. you know, in the sense of, of whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you know, even though sometimes it's 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 difficult to um, uh, show some of the mistakes that we do. Uh, at the same time, if one of the things we're trying to do, one of the things that I'm trying to do with with MonkWorks anyway, is to kind of help people to learn something about woodworking. I think we need to be honest with uh, how it is that we do things, and we make mistakes. And and it's about then how do we correct those mistakes uh, in order to make things think, make things better. Uh, you know, and I think, as I mentioned already, I think there's the, the issue of beauty, uh, you know, uh, integrity. There's also uh, just kind of the, the needing to stick to it, because I think with, with every woodworker, every maker in general, there's some point where you just want to kind of pull out your hair because it's just not working. Right. Um, and I think there is that element then of perseverance that's that's necessary uh, in doing that. And going along with that, then is a lot of humility sometimes, too. It's like, oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. You know, we're always constantly told uh, measure twice, cut once. And then, of course, I measure it three, four times and then I still miscut it. And like, oh. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, I think that happens to all of us, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so. Excellent. Well, yeah, um, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because next episode we're actually going to be talking about social media and hope. And one of the things okay. that we're going to be highlighting is how, um, you know, we have this sort of social media effect where all you see when you scroll through these feeds are people's, you know, the good sides of people's lives, their successes, mm -hmm. their triumphs, which is, it's great to be able to share that with people. But as, as you and I and our listeners know, for every triumph and success, there are a hundred failures that come in, but failures mm -hmm. are learning opportunities. And when you show your learning opportunities, your failures, there's a, a spirit of generosity, you know, that comes from that. And it, it's a, teaching moment you know and it's so it's something where we can use social media not only for like inspiration but for you know teaching um and hopefully preventing other people from making those mistakes um <laughs> if nothing else yeah but you know i think that i think there's this 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 element kind of in 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 general that's out there is that uh, we can only celebrate when we do things great, when everything's wonderful, and that's that's the only way it can be. And, and so we always try to hide those failures. We always hide to try try to hide the pain and the difficulties. Um, but you know, I mean, to a certain degree, I don't want to get too much into theology. But if we're talking about if we're as Christians, you know, uh, pain, suffering, error—it's what helps us to ultimately become better people. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, you know, if you think, I mean, if you think of just the cross itself, I mean, what is it? It's it's a major amount of pain and suffering that's happening. Right. And yet that act has such a, a magnificent impact upon the world. And yet we as a society often say, well, let's not talk about things that are difficult or hard or that might not work out properly. Um, and there's just so much we're missing when we when we don't pay attention to that. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and I think that's also a universal thing because, you know, um, this ties more into our topic for, for this week's show, which is, um, you know, uh, practice and fortitude. Um, and, you know, the whole point of practicing is that you work through your mistakes and you get to a point where you're making fewer mistakes. And when you do, you know how to fix them. And so mm -hmm. it, it takes a certain amount of courage or fortitude to be able to look your failure in the face and, you know, be critical enough that you realize what you did wrong so that you can improve it, but then also 
be courageous and and move forward and say, okay, I I did fail, but I'm going to pick myself back up and try again. Um, Mm -hmm. So are there... Are there any skills that you have had to practice a lot or that you enjoy practicing uh, as a woodworker that, you know, help you to improve? Um, I guess I guess uh, if we talk about things that I I enjoy practicing, uh, it's one of the things I don't I don't often film a lot of because I don't think it's one of those things that I'm I'm necessarily very good at. And so that's why I keep practicing, though. I have have had a couple of videos on turning on. uh, It's one of the things it's actually one of the very first uh, tools that I, uh, I had. My father, he had a, uh, a Shopsmith Mark V, uh, which oh. is one of those kind of multi-tool machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would just like when I even, I think I was like eight or nine years old, a uh, piece of wood on that sucker and just having it spin around and, and make spindles. <laughs> uh, nothing ever matched making this wonderful kind of goblet thing. And now that I still have, actually have one of my first goblets that I made uh, in my monastic excel and it's just this massive gigantic thing it's like um but it's just it's just kind of fun to to get out there and i think the more that i do it uh the better i get at it because it's it's not one of those things that oh i'm just naturally good at something and so therefore i'm going to be great at it Mm -hmm. it's doing things over time and and i have done a couple like i said i have done a couple of of videos on some of my turnings i did a, a baseball bat at one point and i did a small little candlestick as well um but you know uh, I'm nowhere up there in the in the midst of some of the greats like Carl Jacobs, and there's no way I would ever <laughs> think of myself as being on on that caliber. Uh, sure. But you know, it's one of those things. It's fun. It's relaxing, and worse, you've got some extra kindling to start the fire with. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and and um, it, it's funny that also this, it's just very fortuitous that you are are bringing up turning because uh, one of the things that we're going to do after this episode, which we're, um, for our listeners, we're actually recording this uh, the week before episode three comes out. Um, And so, but it will be released after episode three. So one of the things that will be going on once this interview is released is Jonathan and I will be, um, we will be demonstrating, picking a, a woodworking skill that we need to practice. And we will be demonstrating that you know, practicing, documenting it, and then posting it on social media. And one of the things that Jonathan wants to do, I I think he's pretty much sold on it, so I hope he doesn't change his mind in the next couple of days (laughs) before we record, but uh, he wants to start uh, turning and, uh, I mean, he not start turning, he he already turns, but um, he wants to practice turning. So I think Mm -hmm. he's going to be uh, posting some pictures and maybe videos throughout the next couple of weeks until our next episode just to show his progress and to encourage our listeners to get out there and practice. So um, if you're so inclined, Father, maybe you could uh, you could also try some turning if you get the, a chance and, and post some pictures of the, <laughs> the practice that you're doing. Oh, so. I, might have, I might have to then, yeah. So. <laughs> um, I actually, I want to get into turning. Um, I, I want to be able to use it in furniture. Um, one of the things that I really would like to get into is doing more ecclesiastical appointments. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I've noticed is in a lot of wooden altars and things like that, there are, you know, either columns or, um, you know, turning candlesticks or anything like that. You know, I feel like turning would be a useful skill to have. But then there's also just something really cool about the small turning projects where, you know, as woodworkers, I feel like we often saddle ourselves with these big, huge, grand projects that take months and months. And at the same time, you know, you can go to a lathe and 
if you're good enough at it, you can churn out a project from from wooden blank to finished product in you know an afternoon. Um, yeah. So I think it's it's very interesting. And I just bought a lathe a few months ago, and I actually haven't been able to set it up yet. Um, we're building a new garage shop, and so I'm kind of waiting. I forced myself, you know, uh, we need to work on building the shop. So I forced myself to stick it in the garage and, you know, not actually set it up yet. But that's going to be the thing that I'm looking forward to the most. So, yeah, well, I still have, uh, well, I think it may actually, it was probably about nine months ago now at this point, uh, should, I should probably get to it then. Uh, <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the hardware stores, um, had the sale on pen kits. Oh. And so I bought like nine different pen kits and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because <laughs> uh, it is one of those small little projects that I think, you know, and it's very simple. It's in the sense that, well, I mean, degree, but, you know, there has to be some elements of symmetry to it. There's some elements of design, but it is, like you said, one of those projects that could be uh, done relatively mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, but it's uh, they're just kind of sitting there on the back shelf collecting dust right now as I've kind of been putting it off. So. Uh, maybe that is what I need to be working on then in the next couple of weeks. That would be, that would be fun to see. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, uh, I feel like turning offers a lot of ways of practicing because it is kind of a a straightforward, you know, in, in things like, like pens, you know, it's a, it's a sort of a straightforward finite form. Um, but I feel like there are probably many instances where, you know, you could turn a not so good pen, um, even though it, it is relatively straightforward, and and just that sort of basic skill of of you know forming a cylinder, and um, you know turning coves and beads and things like that. Um, you can practice a lot of that on pens. Um, plus, it gives you a, a chance to um, you know work with some exotic woods. You know, in the tiny blanks, you can actually afford you know, uh, <laughs> to, to work with these big expensive woods. Cause you're not using much of them. So right. a couple inches of ebony is, uh, is a little more affordable than buying a whole, uh, a whole uh, piece <laughs> of lumber of it. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> um, so father, do you have any, uh, do you have any projects that you're working on now? Uh, yeah, there's a, well, there's a couple of things uh, right now. Um, I'm kind of in the process of. I decided I wanted to build a kind of 1940s style um, uh, teardrop trailer, and so that's kind of the the project that I'm, that I'm oh, working yes. on right now. Okay. Uh, so there's that one. Uh, I just finished up with uh, making my uh, uh, my medieval monk's knife, and so I have to make a sheath for that now. Uh, okay. So that's kind of one that's uh, probably going to be coming soon. Um, and actually, um, actually on my Instagram, I, uh, actually, this was probably a month ago at this point, uh, we had a poncho crotter, uh, installed on the ceiling of our church Yes, and, uh, I made the frame for that. And so I thought, you know, that, well, it's a circular frame, uh, which is something I think other people might be interested in. Uh, and so I kind of got all the filming done for that. I just haven't edited it together in order to to put the video out for that. So that's just a couple of things that I'm working on right now. Okay, I'm really happy to hear you say that you filmed that because I I followed along on Instagram and, uh, you know, I I think if I remember correctly, you you didn't come right out at the beginning and say what it was going to be for. So, um, you know, we saw you like making the template and, and, you know, putting together, uh, you know, some plywood and things like that. And and just like, I was kind of waiting with bated breath, like, what? what is he up to? Like what, what in the world? And then just, you, you showed this gigantic icon, you know, and, uh, you had to, you had to stretch it right over the, 
the frame that you built? Yeah, that would be stretched onto the, onto the campus. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's just, that's amazing. Um, and it turned out beautifully, Father. If, if I do say so myself, yeah. it was incredible. So um, whoever wrote it was was obviously very talented. And then, of course, your frame uh, is great. So mm-hmm. um, I highly recommend yeah. our well, listeners go and take a look at your Instagram feed. <laughs> well, that's actually, that, that was one of those projects. I, I just, I really had no idea how I was going to do that. Uh, until I actually went and did it. I was originally thinking, well, I'll just cut out a massive circle and then just apply it. <laughs> and, but I was like, no, I don't want to do that because it was getting heavy. So actually I called up uh, Andy Berkey, if you, I'm sure you're mm-hmm. familiar with him, um, and because uh, he does a lot of church renovations and things like that. And I just said, how in the world do I do this? Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so we talked a little bit about it, and there's a couple ideas that we kind of uh, bounced back and forth for a while. And then um, after kind of, okay, what is it that I'm capable of doing in, in my skill level, and what do I think I can get done? And so I ended up just deciding, well, we'll just have a, we'll just have a frame, stretch it on there. And then uh, uh, I did get some help uh, installing it on the ceiling. I'm not much of one for heights. And so okay. uh, one of the parishioners at the parish was kind enough to come and, and help us hang it up there. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And, and I mean, that, that in and of itself takes a certain amount of courage to go into a project that's unlike anything you've ever done before, um, you know, might be something unknown or something where you may know kind of in theory what you'd like to do, but you've never actually tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking that leap of faith and saying, okay, you know what? I, I'm confident enough in my skills that I think I will be able to figure this out eventually, you know, and, and mm-hmm. speaking with those who, who do know, um, you know, taking advice, all, I think all of that ties in very well to courage and fortitude. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, speaking of your Instagram feed and uh, other ways of, of following you online, um, where can our viewers or our listeners rather uh, find you? Uh, well, there's uh, the, the my Monk Works YouTube. So if you just go in and search for Monk Works uh, with Father Thomas, uh, I think also YouTube.com slash Monk1998 will get you there as well. It's probably the, the short URL for it instead of that nice long uh, number combination I like to do. So there's that. There's also my Instagram, uh, which is uh, at Monk, <clears throat> excuse me, at Monk Works. Uh, I also post a little bit on Twitter, Twitter, but I'm not as involved on Twitter. It's more of a reposting of my stuff from Instagram, uh, but that's at Monk Works. Um, and then Facebook, uh, I usually also post a lot of things on Facebook. Again, that's at Monkworks. Everything's Monkworks as best as I can get. It. Okay. Okay. So the, um, the audio cut out a little bit and I think it's going to cut out on the recording, but you said that for Instagram, it's at Monkworks and then Twitter is at Monkworks one. Is that okay? That's correct. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Um, okay. Well, uh, do you, is there anything that you, uh, would like to say to our listeners, any message that you have or anything you'd like to promote? Well, I guess I would just kind of say, uh, you know, kind of going along with uh, with the theme of, of this uh, of this week is this element of, of fortitude in the sense of, you know, it really is. Don't be afraid to give something a try. Um, and even if you fail at it, you know, don't let that be the last time that you do it, mm-hmm. um, you know, because that's that's the way that we learn. And we figure out, I think, as, as you mentioned earlier, that's how we figure out how to fix those problems, because ultimately that's what woodworking is about. It's about it's about uh, problem solving. And how is it that I can make these two pieces of wood somehow fit together and it can be done, done in a myriad of ways. There's not one way to do it. You know, you do get those people saying, well, there's only this way, this is the best way to do it. But in the end, um, there's a lot of different ways to do it. And it's all based upon our skill level. It's all based upon what we know. And it's all about, 
you know, learning and having some fun and, and play. Excellent. Well, um, thank you, Father, for uh, for taking this time out of your uh, very busy schedule to interview, uh, to, to allow me to interview you and uh, and to speak with our listeners. Um, because it's not every day that we get a chance to interview a priest, uh, would you mind giving uh, giving me and our listeners uh, your blessing before you go? Most certainly. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless us, that all of us who work for the benefit of God's kingdom, that all of us who work to show forth beauty in this world may be blessed abundantly in this life and in the next. And may Almighty God bless us all in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. I really appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners will as well. And uh, we wish you the best in your woodworking. And uh, as always, we'd like to remind our listeners to stay virtuous. Definitely, definitely. Thank you. Thank you.